Hey guys, welcome to The Balancing Act, where the search for your financial zen begins. I'm Christy Hayes, and learning to balance the multitude of financial aspects in your life can be complicated, and I want to help. So let's get started, because it's time to get real. Good morning, everybody. This is Christy Hayes with The Balancing Act. It is 9.40 in the morning. I've had two cups of coffee, so I'm a bit hyper. But also, we're talking about something today that I am really pretty passionate about. I'm going to talk to you guys today about making a budget. If there's some of the millennial generation out there, I want to talk to you guys as well about this because the people have been saying that Millennials don't have the attention span to do a budget, and I just think they're totally wrong. So why make a budget? Well, a budget's something that people really shy away from because it sounds really hard. And not only that, but it sounds really boring. I, 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 don't, I, don't, uh, I don't deny that. And it's really hard to sell a budget to you guys because it is boring and it is tedious. But the benefits of it are just so profound. I found so much money in my in my budget once I actually sat down and wrote it down and we'll talk about that a little bit later. Not only that, it's a little bit weird doing this all by myself. I'm so used to having somebody in here with me to kind of talk to. Y'all just bear with me. It's a little awkward just talking into a microphone. <laughs> anyway, I, I know at some point, because it happened to me, like your mom and dad tried to bore you to death with the importance of doing a budget when you were a kid. And they're right. Of course, everyone um, later on in life realizes that, but at the time, it just went in one ear and out the other. Making a budget is not going to be the most glamorous part of your day, but it is one of the biggest steps you can make towards changing your financial future. <sighs> People like me, when I first started out operating without a budget or really any kind of guideline at all as to how I was spending my money, can't really grasp where your money's going. I found myself at the end of each month being totally shocked. When I'd look at my statements that I got in the mail, I'd be like, where did all my money go? And even saying looked at my statements, I mean, I don't know how many of y'all actually open your bank statements or get pull them up online. What I mean is when I got open, I opened up my app. When I, whenever I opened up my banking app and I looked at my balance at the end of the month and there was like no money left. That was kind of shocking to me, and I was like, where did it all go? What the heck was I buying? It wasn't until I got pregnant with my first child that I realized, can't live like this. We cannot continue like this and have a family. We've got to get control of our finances. It was really easy when it was just my husband and I because we really just kind of winged it. Knowing that we were going to have a child to provide for kind of kicked us in the butt. We had to talk about how we were going to add new items to the budget. Then it got really tough because we realized there wasn't a budget. That's when we had to sit down, get a pen and paper. I use an Excel spreadsheet later, but we just wrote down our bills, the basics, the, the, the non-discretionary items, the electricity, the gas, the rent, all those things, groceries, food. I mean, the essentials, things we needed. We wrote down, you know, where we were spending all of our money. <laughs> and it's really funny, and it's not now that I look back on it, but... We have this beloved grocery store here in Texas called H-E-B. And if you're from Texas, you know what I'm talking about. And if you're not, you probably don't. But I was dumbfounded to find that I was 
spending over like a thousand dollars a month at HEB. And I don't even remember having food in the house, or at least not that much. We were just going there every day to buy a bunch of random stuff. I'm pretty sure we buy groceries and cook them that day, but we didn't like plan out our shopping. So like every day we needed to make a trip to HEB. So once I decided to make a budget, I actually took cash out for groceries. And I highly recommend doing that. I went from mindlessly spending over $1,000 to $125 a week. Now, obviously, this took a little discipline on my part. I had to plan out our meals in advance and actually go and do the shopping. I know at this point you're probably thinking, how lazy could this girl be that she wasn't even doing the shopping for her family? But in my defense, I had a full-time job, was relatively busy, and it was easy at the time for my husband and I to just kind of wing it. And maybe it was, you know, laziness on my part. But now that I do the shopping and I do the planning, I realize how simple it is. So looking back, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. I should have been doing that to begin with. And now, you know, I, I will even do a list online and I'll give it to my husband and he'll go do it. Not trying to pull the gender roles here, but I am just better at planning out our meals. He's really good at doing the shopping. He just needs to know what the heck do we need. Um, it's a team effort. We do it together. Just we play off each other's strengths, which I think is very important. You know, if somebody's better at something, let them take the take the wheel. Try to balance that out. Whenever we were making those trips to the grocery store, we ended up filling up our cart with a lot of non-essential items. So that's something I want to kind of warn you guys against. Because if you start making a trip to the grocery store every day, little things start to end up in your cart that you don't really need. Like makeup, nail polish, shaving cream, and bath bombs, and a couple drinks at the register. And then with kids, it gets really really compounded because I ended up with like little toys, cars, rubber duckies, stuffies, hair bows, books. It was out of control. So kind of leave you guys with that. The more you go into that store, the more chances you have of overspending. And pulling out cash for groceries really helped me rein that in. I also did cash for gas. So it was something that at least I could pull it out and I knew right about what I was spending on it. It's not a big deal. I think it's not as important as groceries, but I did do that. But even more than that, just having a plan for my money, being intentional about how I wanted to see my money spent, totally changed my perspective about the way I was spending my money. I started finding money in my budget that I could use for saving, for paying off debt, and for retirement. When I talk about creating a budget, it is something that I had to do, and the benefits are very real. I've seen it with my own eyes. It comes down to, are you in control of your money, or is your money in control of you? I'm sure you've heard that saying before. And until you really sit down and make a budget and get serious about it, even if it isn't the most exciting part of your day, although it might be, I really love doing it. I'm kind of a nerd like that, though. It is an important step in the right direction. You work really hard to earn your money. We spend most of our lives working for each dollar that we get to spend. And then we don't keep track of how we're spending it. I think that's it's really important to have a plan for your money. You have a plan for everything else in your life. You have a plan for where you're going. You have a plan for what you're doing. I just think it's incredibly important to have a plan for how you're spending your money. I can't tell you how many times I would spend money in my bank account and then use my credit cards here and there on other items 
until not only did I not know where my money in my bank was going, but I also had a balance at the end of the month I couldn't pay off. And that type of behavior just has to stop if you ever want to be successful with money. I, I had to draw a line in the sand and say, no more. I'm not doing that ever again. Take control of your income. Avoiding this is not going to do you any good. You really need to face reality of what your financial situation is. Get a glass of wine, not a bottle, or a cup of coffee. I highly recommend a cup of coffee. It really helps me get going. Just write out your budget. Write it down. Be honest with yourself. The first step to fixing a problem is admitting there is a problem. It will be empowering once you see that you have the ability to tell your money what to do. Make a conscious decision to spend your money how you want. You'll feel so good. I know it makes me feel good. It's, it's rewarding in that sense. I have control of where I'm spending my money. I know where it's going at the end of each month, how much I'll have left. You can make real change in your life. I was doing this diet plan once and it was really strict. And you guys will probably hear about my weird diet plan throughout this podcast, but I had to weigh my food. And I say weird. People think it's weird. It's totally normal for me. So the new normal for me is this, whereas other people just don't think it's normal. I had to weigh my food. I had to time my meals. I had to time my workouts. I had to follow a rigorous schedule. With the diet information came this chart, and it, it was kind of profound to me, and I wanted to mention it. And it, in that chart had all of these different inputs and how they related or correlated to your success, whether you did them right. So like timing your meal was 20%, you would be successful and hitting your target heart rate during the workout and getting all your steps and all of those things. And at the bottom of all of these inputs to measure your ability to be successful, in all capital letters, it said consistency. Zero to 100% chance for success. Without this input, all other inputs don't matter. So that message really stuck in my head. I can do everything right for a day and not see any real change to my physical appearance. The same goes for your money. The key to being successful with your budget is being consistent. The trick to consistency is that it's really code for behavior change. In order to change a bad behavior, we must choose to change that behavior over a long period of time. Otherwise, we'll just fall right back into our old ways. Our habits can change, but you must make a plan and be consistent. Once you start to see results like I did, you'll never want to go back and it will really energize you to keep going. Just like in fitness, there's, there's no magic pill for this. You have to put in the work to see the payoff at the end of the day. And when it comes to making a budget, you've got to start new every month. It's kind of like my, my diet plan. I didn't eat the same stuff every month. I mean, I had to go through and I'd make a new meal plan, a new workout plan. We would adjust things as we went. It wasn't a straight line. It was a zigzag line at best. But the point is, we were consistent. We changed the things we needed to change. We made adjustments as we went. And I, I saw a lot of success with that. And I've seen the same success with my money and just being flexible, but also having that guide. Revisiting your budget every month and making changes where you maybe didn't do as well last month, but you feel like you could make changes and do better this month, you're never going to have a perfect month. I think it's just very important to go ahead and just Give yourself some wiggle room, but stay consistent and make changes where you need to make changes. That's really all I have on, on this topic. I'm probably going to think of a million things later that I didn't say, 
for the most part, I think that's a lot of what you guys need to know. It's important to make a budget. It's important to be flexible and give yourself an opportunity to understand it's not going to be perfect the first time you do it. And it's not going to be the most glamorous part of your day, although some people really like doing it. Using an Excel spreadsheet really worked well for me, but a pen and paper works just fine. Just being honest with yourself, just enjoy it. It is empowering to tell your money where to go. And I don't think a lot of people know that until they finally feel it and they go, okay, I am in control of my money. I can rein myself back. I can be in control of this. So I'm going to leave you guys with that. I can't wait to dive into my next topic and, you know, have you guys tune in again. Send me an email with any questions or anything like that and just stay focused and, you know, enjoy the journey. That's it for this episode of The Balancing Act. Remember, living below your means in the good times is the best way to survive the bad times. I'm Christy Hayes, and as always, thanks for listening. The information contained herein is provided solely for informational and educational purposes, reflects only a summary of the topics covered, and should not be construed as the provision of personalized investment advice or the making of any investment recommendation. Rather, the content simply reflect the opinions and views of the speakers, which are subject to change without notice. There is no guarantee that the views and opinions expressed herein will come to pass. Listeners should conduct their own independent investigation into the topics covered and should consult their professional, financial, legal, and tax advisors before taking action on any of the content contained in the podcast. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of amounts invested. 